Welcome to episode 15 of the Dealers Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and today we have an awesome guest. Number one, number two, we are switching up the format again. I think it's interesting to switch up the format. I think it keeps it fresh, and uh, for all you new listeners, it is just the way we roll here. You can expect content that's related to dealers and what the challenges are in the automotive industry, especially as it pertains to communicating with customers, customer experience, margin compression, and all that stuff. So uh, today is interesting, another change in format. Hopefully we keep it fresh, feature some music we self-produced, and of course the most important thing is it features an interview with the one and only slash force of nature, Gary Vaynerchuk. It's an older interview and we know that we released an interview that I did, Dale Pollock, about a year ago. We released that a couple weeks ago. And again, as we were recording a podcast called The Reinvention Podcast, which subsequently hasn't gotten launched, I want to use that content for this podcast because it's relevant. It's automotive-based. And uh, we got some ridiculously, ridiculously over our pay grade level guests. So Gary Vaynerchuk is the guest this week. And we're going to talk a, a lot about fear um, we talk about how CEOs and leaders have to get serious about accepting responsibility for what's going on in their organizations, in their dealerships, not being romantic about the way marketing has been done in the past and connection with your customers. You know, last week we had Matt Weinberg, Senior Vice President of Drive Motors, Customer Experience, and we talked a lot about digital touch points and, you know, of the 24 touch points you know, between customers' initial uh, investigation into buying a car and seeing the process through out of those 24 touch points, 19 of those are digital. We talked a lot about that last week. So if you missed it, go back and listen to it. That was an awesome interview, had a great time. And so we're going to continue that conversation via this interview today. We talk about a football illustration that now when tight ends are beginning to change their role, like if safeties don't adjust, we have an issue. We even talked, Gary mentions Madonna and how she has been successful over the years and why and kind of why that pertains and ties in to uh, the mindset that we're trying to cultivate. So this interview was done at the CBT Auto Convention in Atlanta last year. So uh, it was dealer-centric. Dealers, if you haven't heard of Gary Vaynerchuk, you're missing out and you will because he's becoming more and more prevalent in automotive circles. He actually hosted a conference in February called Agent 2021. It was really great. It was at the Miami Dolphins Stadium in Florida, and there was a track that was just for automotive because connecting with customers in a digital way is the way we work now, is the way we have to develop, is the way we have to storytell, we have to brand, we have to develop a customer experience around it. And to just give you a little background on Gary, immigrant to the country, he worked in his family's small liquor store that his dad was able to purchase, you know, aside from the fact that he's always been selling and marketing. And, you know, even as a kid, he would joke that he was the only, you know, 15 year old with $20,000 under his bed that wasn't selling drugs because he was selling baseball cards at card shows and he knew how to get people's attention and price right. So he helped transform his dad's business from a $3 million liquor store into a $60 million wine empire called Wine Library. He actually did that by starting a YouTube show back when people didn't start YouTube shows. YouTube was full of, you know, clips of The Simpsons and, you know, really pirated material. And he started creating content, a show called Wine uh, Wine Library. No, what was the show called? can't remember what the show was called. I'm having a total blank here. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Oh, it was. It was called Wine Library TV. So not too far off created a show called Wine Library TV where he just sat in front of a camera and started tasting wines and reviewing them and did like over a thousand episodes. But as he did episodes of those, 
it was really the beginning of content marketing in the sense we're self-producing content to help grow attention. So the business grew from 3 million to 60 million. Then he went off and started a media agency from scratch called Vayner Media. And now he works with the biggest clients in the world. They have offices in London and LA and New York and Nashville. And they, you know, now do attention-based marketing for, you know, clients like Budweiser. So he really knows what he's doing. Uh, that company is a meteoric rise. Not only that, but he's an incredible keynote speaker. They host events. He was uh, an early investor in like Uber and Twitter and Facebook. So the man just understands attention. He understands pivoting in the marketplace. He understands reinvention. And the relevance he brings to us as an automotive industry, I think, couldn't be more timely. So we're going to play this interview that I had, which was around the concept of reinvention. Now, let me give you a couple disclaimers. The format's different. And the reason it's actually produced with the music and everything is because in typical Gary form, we were kind of on the run as we had to do this interview in order to fit it into the schedule. So it was very noisy and we only had one microphone. So, you know, I cut the questions out mostly and we're just going to hear from Gary. And the first question specifically as we drop in, we're going to drop in mid answer. And that's because I messed up when we started the interview. I hadn't hit record on the recorder yet. So it was like a total rookie mistake. But I did remember at least to check halfway through the question. So as we drop in, my question was, do you see a difference between what holds organizations and individuals from engaging reinvention? So like, do you see a difference between what would hold an individual up and an organization up? And the beginning of his answer, which you're not going to hear, he's going to drop in in the middle of it. He says, no, I don't see a difference. It's fear. Fear is what holds everybody up. He said, now fear is different for an organization and a person, but in the end, the decision of a company is the decision of a person. And that's where we drop into this interview with Gary Vaynerchuk from the CBT Automotive News Convention last year, and let's listen in. Is the decision of a person, right? The CEO, VaynerMedia is fearless, because I'm fearless and I'm in charge. Um, so it's one and the same. It's always fear. It's the fear of the unknown. It's short-term thinking versus long-term thinking. It's acting like the world's ending tomorrow when for the far majority of us, we'll be here 30, 40, 50, 60 years from now. Um, no, because I don't actually separate, and you know this, I don't have this huge separation from organizations and people. I don't have this huge separation from organizations and people. What CEOs and business owners have done a good job with, especially in big companies, is somehow manipulate the conversation that it's not their fault. Like, whose fault is it? Like, it's his fault. It's his fault. It's my fault. Like, if you're in charge of your shit, it's your fault. So, no, I don't see a difference between people and organizations because the organization is following the lead of the singular decision maker. It's so simple. A lot of times when you put things, you, you bring it down to kind of the lowest common denominator. My, my, my lack of education and not being that smart of a dude and being a good communicator has ended up making me popular in wine, making me popular in business, heck, and even in life. I Things are simple, but we make them more complicated. And I think the reason I've also done well in business is I go into industries that I know nothing about because I go into them. When I talked earlier about opening a car dealership and 
hurting people, I mean it because I wouldn't know anything. I wouldn't know margin, I wouldn't know location, I wouldn't know anything. But in a year, I would know everything from a different perspective and in that new vision, I would have advantages over the market doing it the same way. I would know they would do it the same way and then I would exploit what they were doing with my new shit and that's why I tend to win. So reinvention, is that just a way of life? Yeah, it's the cost of entry of being successful at all times. It's the cost of entry of being successful at all times. It's the cost of entry of being successful at all times. I love football, right? Like, all of a sudden tight ends are football players. Like, if linebackers and safeties don't adjust, we're gonna see a lot of points put on the board. Right, like you've got, like sports evolves, you know, business evolves. Uh, Here's a good one. You might have sucked during the 30 years of the internet, but in 15 years, when VR comes along and we're all sitting at home in virtual reality, who's gonna sell the most cars now? I might have been the best at selling cars on Google and Facebook, but what happens when the whole internet itself gets screwed by virtual reality and the new platforms are the ones that are happening through the VR world, not through the internet world? So it's always reinvention. So it's always reinvention. So it's always reinvention. So it's always reinvention. And then even within the internet world, you know, Snapchat is important as heck. Then it becomes less important because of Instagram. Then it can become important again. Like, it's moving so quickly. It's the cost of entry of being at the top of your game. You know, I think Madonna, I'll use Madonna. That's a weird one, but like, you know, she had a great 20, 30 year career as a pop star because she was like seven different characters. She keeps going. That's right. So there you have it, a little snippet into the mind of Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, Again, he is a force of nature and has really relevant, relevant things to say about the automotive industry because it's all about connecting with the end consumer. One thing I want to point out from the interview, and I think a common theme that you're going to hear throughout this podcast as we move forward is they're not as much tactical pieces of advice or tactical conversations but a lot of these are mindset-based conversations. They're mindsets that we have to carry forward and that we have to adopt in order to have clarity on our next steps forward. It's a compressed environment. Dealers have to remain you know, mentally flexible and nimble. It's just not the same anymore. So I hope that that's what you take away from this podcast and this episode is the fact that things are not the same they're not going to stay the same. We're going to have to continually pursue clarity in order to pivot in the right direction to maintain the attention of the consumer and maintain the connection that is meaningful to them and that is good for our businesses and good for our industry. Because I do believe, and we believe here and the people in this community, that no one should offer a better experience to the customer than the local dealership network because these dealers are in the community they've been there for years a lot of them are family businesses they give to the community they understand the needs of the community and the consumer so no one should be able to offer so no one should be able to offer a better consumer experience but 
that will happen if the local dealer chooses not to be nimble, chooses to be inflexible in their thinking. So our hope is that we help you broaden your horizons, be flexible in your thinking, and get ideas and mentalities and sometimes tactics that help you execute to that. Let's stick together. Let's make a difference. Let's move forward and let's be better. Thanks for listening.